Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it is April 19th, it's 2019, and we have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Will, we go from small slates yesterday to a massive slate today. I'm joined by my buddy, Will, Chief Justice of Six. How are you doing, my friend? Grinding, grinding, that's an old song. Anyway. That is an old song, it comes up on my, (laughs) so a lot of my playlist stuff is like 2000. 99 to like 95 to like 2005 hip hop. That's what I like to listen to on building lineups for anybody that's curious. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that that, that was a good one. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm excited, man. I, uh, yeah, listen, I, I had a rough day today, just, just to be quite honest with you. Uh, neither slate went well. I stacked the Yankees on the late, stacked the Dodgers, played Zach Eflin on the early. I played Pineda, stacked Atlanta, uh, I can't, I can't even remember who else I stacked at the, and stacked Washington. I mean, I just had a bad run on for a Thursday, which, uh, listen, I don't get discouraged and beat down because it's baseball. And uh, like I tell all, all the guys I talk to that, you know, maybe I help or just a couple, you know, my friends, uh, a bad day means 100K is right around the corner in baseball. So I'm just ready to roll, man. Baseball is a long season. You're going to have bad <laughs> days. You're going to have good days. Um, you're going to have days where you think it's going to be really bad and you have something happen where you get like two home runs in the eighth or ninth inning and <laughs> it, it gets you to the point where you're just breaking even. Those days are – baseball is a very long season. So take the green days on the, ba- on the bad days. Remember to trust the process and just keep grinding. Um, you guys have a check? Okay. My, my bad. I didn't mean to cut off the fantasy draft plug. But speaking of that, <laughs> speaking of that, one day last year, it was it was a Sunday, and hopefully people remember this. I mean, I was having just an awful Sunday. Like half of my lineup was doing great, half wasn't doing great. Pitching was fine, but you know, you're outside of the cash. And I stacked the Braves against Miami at home. Uh, Braves were at home, and you know, I, I kind of went. Away. I was like, "Oh, the Braves are stinking today." Just put the phone down, walked outside. You know, start and then I went, came back in the house, turned the the game back on. I was like, well, let me finish the game. And the Braves came back, and I think they scored like eight or nine runs in the bottom of the ninth inning. And I think Dansby Sponson hit like a walk off double or something. And I mean, I just shot up the leaderboards with those. It it was probably one of the most epic comebacks I've had in my MLB DFS career. And I mean, it it was an awesome feeling. So just to co-sign. For sure, some some magical things can happen in baseball. So, always stick with the process. All right. So, just so you guys know, if you hear like a loud clap, it's just because I have a mosquito a mosquito flying around in my in my office. And if I can get it, I'm gonna get it. That is a Florida problem right there, buddy. If you guys haven't checked out Fantasy Draft, make sure you head on over there. Check them out. It's FantasyDraft.com. Confirm kill. All good. Um, <laughs> If you haven't signed up already, make sure you sign up using the Roto-Grinders links over there on Fantasy Draft. If you go to the Roto-Grinders main page, right down the left, there's a bunch of reviews for all the sites um, if you want to read that and uh, sign up through the links. That way you guys can get access to three months of premium for Fantasy Draft um, once you do that. So let's get into it, Will. 14 games, a lot to talk about. We start with the Twins and the Orioles. Jose Barrios against Alex Cobb. Any interest here in Jose Barrios? Yes, a lot of interest, man. Uh, one of my favorite pitches on the slate. Uh, you know, listen, Baltimore's been playing okay now, uh, you know, and I guess the, the Blue Jays have been playing okay as well. But I, I still like Barrios here. I, I think he's in one of the best spots. The K rate's there for on the season. Uh, you know, the walk rate's there on the season, you know, right where we wanted 4.9%. The X trips there. Um, I, everything just looks good to me, man. So I really like Barrios in this spot. He's probably going to be one of the most popular pitchers, especially if the weather gets bad in a few other spots. 
Yeah, certainly like Barrios. And just a general weather statement. Um, we're recording the night before, and we don't have weather in front of us. Um, obviously, weather changes a lot. So if weather changes, um, obviously things will change. But we're going at it as every game's fine for right now. Um, and, the, you know, Kevin Roth will tell you in the morning his thoughts on the weather. And, you know, I would listen to him way more times than I would listen to me about weather. So, um, Alex Cobb, I really don't have any interest here in Alex Cobb. Um, just not a guy I think I would typically play. Any interest in Alex Cobb? No, that's a negative. All right. Uh, Minnesota Bats, do we like any of the Bats against Cobb? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I, I just think even though the, the underlying numbers may not be there on the year, uh, I just think Cobb's awful or, or, or not good. Let, let me say that, not good. I don't think he's the worst pitcher in the world. So I, I, I like these Minnesota Bats today, man. Kepler, Polanco, Cruz, Rosario, Crone, Marlon Gonzalez, I, I like one through six here if, if the projected lineup comes out this way. Uh, and I also don't mind a wraparound with Buxton, you know, maybe a nine, one, two, three. If you're on DK, maybe a nine, one, two, three, four. Maybe that'll be unique. Uh, but I, uh, I, I I like the twins here. I, I think they're in a great spot. It, it should put, put up some runs in Camden Yards. Yeah, I really like Nelson Cruz and CJ Crone here. Um, you know, we, we saw a lot last year. That Cobb was showing a lot of reverse splits, um, you know, and this is a spot where you can get some power bats here with Crone and Cruz, and um, they make a lot of sense on the slate because, yeah. you know, Crone, not that expensive. Cruz is kind of an afterthought now that he's in Minnesota, not in that Seattle lineup anymore. So when you're looking at this lineup, I think Minnesota is certainly a team I want to target against Alex Cobb, but those are my two favorite bats. Is there anything on the Baltimore side that you like here? Nah, no Baltimore bats for me today. Too big of a slate for me to take that kind of a risk. Yeah, I like Jose Barrios way too much. His XFIP under four since the start of last season, 25% K rate. Like, I'm just not going to attack a Baltimore team that has been struggling um, at the plate all season. San Francisco at Pittsburgh. Madison Bumgarner against Jordan Lyles. I know this is one of the weather games that you're going to have to kind of see, but let's break it down anyway. Any interest here in Madison Bumgarner? I actually do have some interest in Mad Bum today, man. Uh, this is just his kind of matchup. You look at the numbers on the season, he's had a 22% K rate, 22.8 to be exact. The XFIP is under four. He is giving up some hard contact, but when you look up and down this, uh, you know, Pittsburgh lineup, there isn't anyone that scares me, maybe outside of Josh Bell or Jung Ho Kong. And uh, I'd be willing to fire him up here. So, I don't like the hard contact, but I think he's got enough skill uh, to get the job done in this spot. Yeah, and when we look at this team, you know, they don't typically strike out against lefties or righties, but they do have higher strikeout rates against lefties. Their projected lineup has a 27.1% K rate combined against um, lefties, but a lot of that is Kong at 60-something percent, so... Realistically, we're looking more at like 22% here. And I think that even at 22%, this is a really good spot to play Madison Bumgarner. I wish he was a little cheaper. You know, I do yeah, think, sure. like, you know, he's certainly in play, though. Um, any interest in Jordan Lyles here against the Giants? Listen, man, I, I, I think he's probably going to be one of the top SP2 plays on the slate. I mean, we, we've got a lot of options today. Don't get me wrong, a lot of options. But but I think against Detroit, um, I, I I think – I mean, against San Francisco, excuse me. I'm saying Detroit. I'm in San Francisco. I think he's going to gain some traction, and, and I think it's going to be warranted. I mean, he's been pitching pretty good this season. The XFIP is up, but at his price, I'll take a 4.28 XFIP with a 28.6% K rate to, to begin the season. Uh, with another team that's kind of struggling along here. So I, I don't hate him as SP2 at 7,900. Yeah, certainly agree. Um, I think he's certainly play here. You know, the one guy you worry about, Brandon Belt. Duggar has been really good. Um, the other guy you kind of worry about at the top of the order. And uh, to kind of switch over to the bats here, like those are the, probably the two guys that I wouldn't mind playing here. Is Duggar, you know, he's still under 4K. His price has come up a little bit. You know, we, we enjoyed it, you know, right in that mid-range for a long time. 
And I don't mind Belt, but he is getting to the point where at 4,200 in a pitcher's ballpark that I think you can probably stay away and it's not going to burn you. Uh, what's your thoughts here on the Giants? Yeah, I'm not playing any Giants today. I just I, I just don't see the reason to do it. So I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to be fading these guys. Um, any interest here in the Pittsburgh Bats? No, 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 no Pittsburgh bats for me today. I, I, I'm going to try to have really concentrated ownership on the on the teams that I'm selecting, and uh, and like I said, I've got a lot more interest in Baumgartner than I do the, the Pittsburgh offense. Yeah, I'm probably only going to play like one lineup per site today. I'm going to the Magic game, um, so I don't oh, want to try to. Man. I don't want to try to adjust like baseball lineups when I'm. You know, it's always insane. It's been a while since we've been in the playoffs, but I love going to the playoff games because it's are always you, crazy. Are you, are you taking Katie or Madison? Katie's going with me. Yep. Okay. Yep. I was going to say, why didn't I think of that? I, I could have taken a trip or something. I don't. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, man, Magic Magic playoff time. I got to be there. I can't I can't go over the weekend um for game four because yeah. we have a family thing going on, but um yeah. you know, gotta be there on Friday night. Yeah. All right. Um Royals and Yankees, Jacob Junis against CC Sabathia. Any interest here in Junis? No, I, I know that uh Homer Bailey just made the Yankees look like the splitter idiot. thing is real on Homer Bailey. I talked about it yesterday. It's super real. I watched a lot of that start. I, I well, didn't we'll talk about that the next time he pitches, but it's real. Yeah, I, I was out of the I, I I was out of the house during that game, so I didn't know. I mean, I didn't get to see his last start either, but I'm I'm gonna have to watch it. So we'll, that's something we'll talk about off air. But yeah, I I'm not playing Junis today, man. I, I don't I don't think I I need to. Um, and, and not that he's been pitching bad; he's been pitching fine. Uh, 25% K rate, you know, 3.47 X rip. Walking guys at a 6% clip, I'll take that, uh, especially at his price. He's still not uh, uh, too expensive. I mean, you look at where he's at, Jesus, he's 6,800. Uh, I think that's what would make me play him would be the price. Other than that, I, I don't I don't have any interest. He's allowed at least six hits and three earned runs in each of his four starts. And some of those teams, like the White Sox, Detroit, um, even Cleveland, to be honest, not the greatest offenses in the world. Going into Yankee Stadium, uh, I'm certainly not playing uh, Junis here. I think the Yankees' bats are certainly in play. Um, any interest in CC Sabathia here going up against Kansas City? No, don't want to play CC. And, and man, sh- shame on me! I've been talking up this nine-one-two stack all season, and of course the Billy Hamilton. Well, I don't think Witt really did much, but uh, Hamilton and these guys kind of went off today at Yankee Stadium. But yeah, I don't want to play CC today. Um, he's going to be a pass. Yeah, Sabathia not going to give up a ton of hard contact. This team's not very good against left-handed pitching. I actually don't think he's the worst SP2 on the slate. Um, he's 7,200. Realistically, if he gets to the sixth inning, if he gets through the sixth inning here and he's in the lead, you almost have to put a win next to his name because this bullpen's so good. So I actually don't hate CC Sabathia here. When well, you're you, looking at – You know why I'm not playing CC, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, I, I just – you know, I, obviously we're going to have to, like, watch the weather and stuff, but Sabathia here up against this team, there's not a lot in this lineup that scares me against left-handed pitching outside of Merrifield, Mondesi, and Solaire. Um, hey, you know, Kansas City Bats, pretty much three guys that I just said. Um, I don't mind Merrifield, Mondesi, or Solaire. Uh, those would be the three guys that I'd be looking at here on Kansas City. Man, I'm going to throw Alex Gordon into that list today. Uh, I, I know it's lefty-lefty matchup. Alex Gordon, man, has just been hitting the ball so well. Just, I mean, he's got a 10% K rate, 15.8% walk rate. He's basically, right now, he's basically Joey Votto for for a cheaper price, which I think Votto's actually been pretty cheap recently. But I just had to throw his name in the pool, man. He, he's been playing great to start the year. Uh, I haven't left him out of a single Kansas City stack that I've run yet, and it, and it's paid off every time. So lo- love Alex Gordon as well. Yeah, I don't know if I could do it against Sabathia, but I get it. I've been playing Alex Gordon a lot. Like Sabathia <laughs> is like death to lefties, and he has been his whole career. I just I, I worry about that. Um, Yankees bats um, seems like a, a pretty decent spot to target the power bats here. Yeah, man, I I, I think. And this is just a tip for everybody, man. In DFS, especially baseball, 
if you don't succeed, try, try again. Uh, you can have a team in the exact same spot every day, and every day you're going to – and for the week you're going to see the range of outcomes. And so, you know, we have Yankees, and they face Homer Bailey with, with this new splitter. And if that's real, great. But now they're in another good spot here against Junis. Uh, if you played them today, and I, I think they were pretty low on today, but if you played them today, just go right back to the well. Uh, you know, they're, they're able to crush you. All these guys, I mean, if you look at the ISO numbers up and down this lineup, even Brett Gardner's at a 280 ISO for the season right now. Small sample, not not jumping, you know, up and down, but it's still nice to see that these guys are hitting for power right now. Uh, Totchman at the bottom of the lineup, 333 ISO, Frazier. Uh, the lowest ISO guy is LeMahieu, but he's not striking out. Torres, 296. So I, I like the power of this team. Uh, and if they can get going and kind of get in a rhythm at the plate, I think they can really do some damage. Man. <laughs> Santana gets up with bases loaded. I have Seattle stacks everywhere. He has bases loaded. And oh, it could have changed the night. But anyway, moving on. Um, just some of those things. Hey, hey, man, we're on the Seattle train together. I'm just gonna keep playing them. Until they scored ten runs tonight. You can't even be mad. It was just Ryan Healy who did all the damage. Atlanta at Cleveland. Tuki Tassan against Corey Kluber. Um, we're both fans of our, our boy Tuki Tassan here. If the weather is good in this game, I absolutely love him in this spot. Yeah, man. And speaking of speaking of Tukey, I'm actually just excited that the Braves seem to have embraced the youth movement at pitcher. So I just hope we continue down this path. I like him here. Uh, I think he's going to put up a phenomenal performance. Um, numbers haven't loaded into plate IQ, and I don't have them pulled up on, on, on fan graphs. But the bottom line is the guy's an elite prospect and not only is he an elite prospect i think he's going to be an elite pitcher at the next level i mean we we brought him up last year um uh, uh from the minors and he got a chance to start a few games and i mean he showed us the stuff uh didn't really get beat up too much and, and i'm expecting him to have a good game here against cleveland as long as check with Roth, the weather checks out I, I think he's going to be fine he's already had a start this year look great um so, so I'm, I'm really excited about the youth movement here and and, and it starts with him and uh, very excited to play him at a very affordable price of 7300 on DraftKings, which is just why I can't play CC, can't play Wayne Wright, Stroman, Erod. I, I wouldn't play any of these guys over Tukey in this spot. So uh, I like him a lot today. Yeah, big time, big time talent here. Tukey Desant, Um good curveball, above average curveball, good changeup, good fastball. Um, like like Will was saying, he started five games last season, you know, 26% K rate. He struggled with walks, but that really hasn't been a thing for him as much as it was last season. So I think the walk rate will come down under 10%. It was like 17.1% last season. So. He's a guy with massive strikeout upside, facing a watered-down Cleveland lineup with some pieces missing still. So I, I really like Tucson if the weather is good. And um, good old Corey Kluber on the other side of this game. I don't like playing away pitchers going into Atlanta. And outside of the game against Detroit, Kluber really hasn't looked great to start the season. Yeah, um, I just don't think I need Kluber today. Now, look, there's going to be a day if he has another bad start because, I mean, he's at 9K. That, that's pretty cheap for the clue bot for what we're used to. But like you said, he's just really not dialing up the strikeouts, what we're used to. I do think they're going to come back. I don't think he's going to be able to survive the season if he's trying to pitch to contact. I think he's going to have to get back to, to dialing up the strikeouts. And that's something I'm going to monitor because as his price decreases, he's just going to become a, a, a better and better player. So um, that, that's something I'm going to be watching, but I'm not going to play him in this spot. Yeah, like his swing and strike rate is still fine on the season. It's still 13.5%, but, you know, a lot of the other numbers are kind of scary on him. Um, I, I did miss – I misspoke there a little bit. This game's in Cleveland. It's yeah, not in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, but I really don't think that changes my thought process too much until, like, I see, you know, some quality starts in a row at a Kluber and really just haven't seen that this season. Like, he's getting hit. He's giving up a lot of runs and, you know, finally gave up some home runs to Kansas City last game. So I'm going to pass. But that doesn't mean I'm going to go out of my way to stack Atlanta here. Um, any interest in the Atlanta bats? No, no, definitely not stacking Atlanta. If I would have seen something that was just completely out of whack, I, I might, I probably would have stacked them. But 
Um, I don't see anything that's just jumping off the page. We'll get to a picture later where, I mean, I got some information that's just ridiculous. But, no, nah, we're, we're not going to be stacking against Kluber. Freeman's going to start hitting home runs in bunches. It's coming. I'm telling you, it's coming. I'm just waiting, oh, yeah. patiently waiting. Um, the Cleveland side, if this game, no weather, I, I don't see myself using anybody from Cleveland here. Yeah, no Cleveland bats for me. You know, to play devil's advocate, Martin and Ramirez are fine at the top of the order if you want to play those guys. But Toussaint really does have a lot of talent. I don't think on a 14-game slate i got to go there. Uh, Washington at Miami, Anibal Sanchez against Caleb Smith. Um, any interest here in Anibal Sanchez? Man, I've got some interest in Anibal Sanchez today. Uh, Miami is awful. And while the K rate and everything may not be there, I actually trust Anibal in this spot. He hasn't pitched well this year, but you know we're going to get CY Anibal Sanchez at some point. Uh, he's going to go through a stretch where he's just racking up the strikeouts and nobody can hit him. It'll last for four or five games, and then he'll come back down to reality. Uh, the problem is he's 8,100, and that's a terrible price. But I, st- I, I, I really do like him here in this spot, but I, I, just, I can't pay the price. Uh, he's probably more of a fan duel play where I think he's more like 63, 6,800. Somewhere up in there on fan duel, I love him, man. Um, I, I really like him on fan duel for sure. Yeah, I, I like Sanchez today. Um, you know, he has struggled with lefties this season. Faced Philly twice. You know, it's really tough to judge what we're looking at when, you know, he's faced Philadelphia twice this season. You know, his last start against Pittsburgh, he went deeper into the game. He just didn't strike anybody out. Um, So I do think this is a spot that we see him pitch really well. It's not like there's a lot of lefties in this lineup that can beat you. Um, I'm I'm more worried about, like, Alfaro than anybody else. Like, that guy's off to a really strong start. But I do think Anibal Sanchez is in play as an SP2 today. Um, Caleb Smith on the other side of this game, you know, when we look at Washington, I will say like, you know, you're always worried about Zimmerman and Rendon against left-handed pitching, but I don't think this is a terrible spot for Caleb Smith either. Yeah, I I don't mind Caleb, man, um, to target. (laughs) I I can't play Caleb Smith. Um, I mean, look, and and his numbers have been there this season too, man. I, I can't argue with it. 32.3% 32.3% K rate and a 3.7 extra. Like, I, I, I'll I never argue with those kind of numbers. But, you know, I, I, he's just a guy. I, I just don't trust him yet. And because, I, I mean, I, I guess maybe I'm thinking of all the stars from last year and I'm mashing those in together. And it's not that he was awful, but I, I, I'm still, I still want to take a wait and see approach with him. Yeah, the interesting thing about Smith, like the lefties, he's been really good against lefties this season, even though like the Wobe and the ISO numbers tell us differently. Um, a lot of the, the underlying numbers tell us he's been really good against lefties this season. So I'm like, I'm not so worried about the lefties here, but you know, the righties, he's been keeping them off balance. He's a fly ball pitcher. This is, you know, in, in Miami, I'm guessing the roof is going to be closed since we're getting torrential downpours throughout oh, the state man. tomorrow. It's going to um, be here tomorrow, too. Everybody, oh, yeah. we're going to feel it. Yeah. So, I actually like Kevin Smith a little bit more than you, and I can understand why you don't like him. Uh, Washington Bats, if I was going to play Bats against him, it would be Anthony Rendon. It, it's not even close. Like, this guy's mashing the baseball. Yeah, I, I think and, – and I don't think Washington's going to be high on tomorrow. I, I think Rendon is the ultimate one-off play tomorrow at third base. Like, just plug him in. 857 ISO, 703 Woba, 10% K rate, 30% walk rate, 80% fly ball rate, in which Caleb Smith is a fly ball pitcher, which, you know, maybe it neutralizes Rendon's chances, but just I still think Rendon is the ultimate one off play in this spot, man. He's my home run call of the day for sure. Um, any Marlins? No. No Marlins, even against Anibal. Don't want to do it. Moving on, White Sox, Tigers, Carlos Radon against Jordan Zimmerman. Another game that we're going to have to be watching for weather. Any interest here in Carlos Radon? I do like him, man. And I feel like all the guys I like are um, in somewhat weather games right now. He's a guy I would play 
in the AK range on DK. I, I like him a lot here. Um, you, even in these starts that I'm looking at, I mean, the K race been there. Um, you know, you, you look at the plate IQ numbers, 30.2% K rate, 3.46 X trip to begin the season. Listen, I know it's a small sample size, but I'm trying to adjust early. Um, you know, combine that uh, with the other underlying numbers, and, and nothing looks out of whack. Uh, you know, I, I don't see where the fly ball rate is out of whack recently. I don't see where, you know, the hard hit rate is out of whack recently. Uh, you know, he's had a slight half mile per hour dip in velocity, but that, that's not anything that's got me scared away. So I, I like him in the spot against Detroit. I think he could put up a good game as long as the weather holds. Yeah, I, I certainly think he's in play. I will. I, I do want to note that some of the starts that he had where he had big strikeout games were against teams that struggle with left-handed pitching. Detroit, they're going to be very right-handed heavy here. But even if we look back to Carlos Radon last season, he was really good against righties. You know, yeah. he, he has the pitch set to be good against the opposite hand. Um, so I, I do think, like, Carlos Radon is certainly in play here. Um, any interest in Jordan Zimmerman? No, 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 no. Not at all. Gee whiz. <laughs> um, any interest here in the White Sox bats? Oh, yes, I do. I, I have tremendous interest in the White Like th This is the spot where you take the White Sox and they win your tournament. And I hope you agree. Like, like a guy like Jordan Zimmerman is who you take with the White Sox. Low, low K rate. Um, he's not going to walk them, but he's not going to strike them out. And, I mean, man, Lurie Garcia, while he doesn't have the power, he, he's, you know, and, and the K rate's up, I'll take him in this spot. Moncada, Abreu, uh, Yonder Alonso, uh, who's just too cheap all the time. I, I don't know what's going on there, why we can't get Yonder Alonso priced up a little bit more uh, on FanDuel and DraftKings. I mean, the guy's been playing pretty well the past, you know, three or four games. He's still 2,900 on FanDuel. Jose Abreu is 2,800. Uh, I'm in the twilight zone here. I, I don't know what's happening. Moncada's 41. He's the only guy priced up. Uh, love these guys on FanDuel, man. I, I, if I can find a way, which I'm sure I can find a way as long as the weather holds, one of my favorite tournament teams on the day, hands down. Love the White Sox. Yeah, I certainly like the White Sox stack as well. Um I think they're they're very much in play here. You pretty much highlighted everything. It's a fly ball pitch that gives up a ton of hard contact that doesn't strike people out. Um, why are they so, so cheap in the spot though? If we're if we're doing dynamic pricing, why why is all the team under four K except Lurie Garcia and Moncada on both sites? Might I add, this is ridiculous. Let's take advantage of it. You know, we're, you know, <laughs> uh, at the end at the end of the day, like we have a game in Texas and we have a game in Coors. It's not like I I don't think like Chicago White Sox are going to be twenty percent owned even at cheaper price tags. Oh, so, they're not. They're not. Um, so you know, we'll just we'll just run with it. That's all. Um, I don't have any interest in Detroit. I, I think you can always play Nick Castellanos against the lefty, but I don't think see myself really playing him in this. No, nope. not me. And I was fading Cal Cole Calhoun all day, and he just hit his freaking home run. And now I'm so tilted. Boston at Tampa, Eduardo Rodriguez, and who knows who's going to pitch for Tampa because uh, they're the Tampa Rays, and obviously um, they do whatever they want pitching-wise. Um, right now it's supposed to be Wilmer Font, um, I guess. And Did you, did you get that on at-bat? Um, it's that's what it's showing right now. He's supposed to open, so. Did uh. Okay. All supposed right. Supposed to open. <laughs> I got you. We're good. Yeah. Whatever. It's. I don't even know. I'm not. Even, I'm done guessing. I'm so done with this Tampa situation. This opener thing. If you didn't hear me rant about it at all last season, I'm sure there'll be points where I rant about it. I'm not going to right now. I did play Yarbrough. On Thursday, so I do have a little bit of tilt from that. But um, any interest here in Eduardo Rodriguez? Oh, man. I just... <sighs> okay. Erod's talented. He's very talented. And no, Tampa isn't going to keep mashing every pitcher. That, that's not what they're going to do. But I just don't think I need Erod on this slate. And that's the 
only reason I'm just not as interested. Uh, I, I just don't need him on this slate. That, that's all I got. Yeah, he's like a he's a really good tournament play. Let's just be realistic. The guy, you know, twenty six percent K rate since the start of last season has the stuff to get righties and lefties out. When we look at this this Rays lineup, they're much better against left handed pitching than they are against right handed pitching. Even though they have a lot of righties, um, the righties have you know done okay against left handed pitching since the start of last season. But they also have a combined twenty six percent strikeout rate. So. With only one guy having an ISO over 200 since the start of last season, Eduardo Rodriguez is a good tournament play. Um, if you want to go down that route, he really like showed the the upside in his last start, but that was Baltimore. This is way different offense. Um, there's just a ton of good pitchers on this slate, so I don't know if he'd be a guy that would make my final list if I was playing like my full volume today. Um, I have no interest in anybody Tampa throws out. I don't even care who it is. I'm with you 100%. You will not see me playing a single Tampa Bay Ray pitcher. Uh, Boston, any interest in my stinky Red Sox? Man, you know, Boston, I've just had to hop off. I've wanted to play them. I played them one time in the past week, I think, uh, in Yankee Stadium. I actually played them against Paxton. Um, which I, I know everybody probably thinking you played against Paxton. What were you thinking about? I saw some numbers on Paxton that just didn't look great. And so I decided to attack, and then he goes out and throws a gem. So, uh, and it's not because of that game. It's just they're really not hitting well right now. I do expect them to turn it around. But, but until then, you know, there are other teams I think we can play on this slate that are a lot more affordable that we don't have to play. And, and we don't have to play Boston. So uh, th- that's kind of the approach I'm going to take. I do think J.D. Martinez is worth a look today um, as a one-off. I don't think I would stack. He's always worth a look. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just saying, like, you know, if, if it is going to be Yarbrough, it's going to be a lefty out of the pen. So, like, J.D. gets an instant bump. He's very good against both sides. Like, he's good against lefties and righties. Um, I really don't have a lot of interest in the Tampa Bats today, to be honest. I, I think Yandy Diaz is probably my favorite play from this team. And, like, I don't even love him. It's not a spot I'd love the race. Yeah, I uh, won't be on the race today. That's about it. You got to stop yawning. You're going to put me to sleep over here. Um Hey, I'm, I, hey, I'm muting. That, that was a muted process. <laughs> yeah, I heard it start to start. And it almost made me yawn too. Uh, Houston at Texas. We got Justin Verlander against Drew Smiley. Um, any interest here in Verlander? I, I do. you know what we were okay, really quick. You know what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast? How things can change like instantly. I was having a really good night, and then the Angels scored five runs here in the seventh, and like my night has went from really good to I might not even profit. Oh, so, my gosh. I'm sorry. Um, we didn't anyway. want the first effects of that to happen. Yeah, and I'm just saying, like, we were just talking about it. It's yeah. Like, home run, double, 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 home run. Like, get out of oh, here. Um, let's talk Verlander. I'm sorry. Yeah, all good. No, I, I still like Verlander. And I, I don't I don't think Verlander's going – maybe I'm wrong. I don't think he'll get the traction. His last start in Texas was pretty awful, and I think – you know, but here's the bottom line: thirty-one point three percent K rate, two point six four X flip. Walking guys at a six point three percent clip at the moment. Uh, I like him here. He's giving up a lot of hard contact right now, but um, I, I, I still like the spot. Texas is a team um, that hasn't been striking out recently. Okay, they, they haven't been striking out a lot recently, up and down the lineup. But uh, we still got Joey Gallo lurking. We still got as Drubal lurking. Um, I, I still like him here. He, he, he's still one of the best pitchers on the slate. I, I would side with Barrios over him today, you know, but I, I think in tournaments, you're probably going to get Verlander a lot lower on than Barrios today. And maybe I'm wrong, but but I, I'm thinking I'm thinking Verlander comes in 10 to 15 percent lower than Barrios, and if that's the case, I, I think you play him. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot lower owned in this spot as well. I, I definitely agree with that. Um... Just because of the matchup, Barrios at Baltimore facing that Baltimore team, you know, I think Verlander being in Texas, he'll have lower ownership. Um, any interest in Drew Smiley? Oh, of course not. Yeah, I like to stack against Smiley too. It's usually really fun. 
Um, and the thing is, like, Houston has a lot of righties here, so I, I definitely think like Houston is a top stack in this slate at, on the road in Texas. Um, I know we're going to talk cores, and we've talked a couple offenses already, like the White Sox, the Yankees, and those guys. But I, I do think Houston is a top three stack on this slate. Yeah, man, me too. Uh, as a as a usual rule of thumb. And look, man, you know, sometimes people think I do crazy things in baseball. As a usual rule of thumb, I fade cores on big slates like this. And if I have to play them, I usually play them on a three-game early slate or something, if I just absolutely have to play them. But on slates like this, I don't ever play cores. I always feel like guys are kind of overpriced, uh, and we can get other teams in good spots and keep good pitching for, for a lot better build. Anyway, that that's my spiel. Drew Smiley, I want to highlight something here on Smiley, man. I haven't seen this recently. Drew Smiley, is, is, his averages right now, his recent trends, he's got a 68% hard hit rate, and his exit velocity is at 100 miles per hour right now. This 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 is going to be a disaster for Drew Smiley in this spot. And if, if Houston – is going low owned because of Coors, which is a big slate. So I'm, I'm really not as worried about ownership on this slate. It's a big slate. I, if Houston is going any any range of the imagination, if they're going to be like super low owned, even on this huge slate, I think that's a mistake, man. Right now, the White Sox and Houston are my top two teams to target. I, I love these guys. I think they're going to just send Drew Smiley home packing in the first inning. I, I'm, I'm expecting a big game. From them, Lo- love Houston. I'd be shocked if he makes it more than three today. Um, I don't really have any interest in the Texas bats. I think Joey Gallo is always certainly somebody you can look at in tournaments. He always has the upside to go yard twice in a game, so I don't mind him um, as a large field tournament play to be different. And you know, he's kind of hold on. I'm scrolling and I don't see him. Did I pass him? Sorry, I was looking for to see what his price was, and oh, there he is. He's forty. I scroll past him, so he's he's not getting a like a discount facing Verlander. Oh well, yeah, no need to play him. Dodgers and Brewers, Ross Stripling and Chasin. Any interest here in Stripling? Oh man, no, I can't do it. Um, I don't think I need him today. Um, any interest in Chasin? Absolutely not. So the Dodgers are my favorite stack on the slate. I've been waiting. We've been talking about a lot of teams. I, I just, I'm going to do the best I can to try to mix a Dodgers and White Sox stack. I really like that combo. No, I was messing with it. I'm trying to go White Sox Houston. This is going to be fun. <laughs> so I absolutely love the Dodgers today. They're my favorite stack on the slate. We know one thing about Chasin is he struggles with left-handed bats. They just pummeled him in L.A. Um, he, he only went two and a third. He allowed six earned runs in that span. This is an excellent spot to stack the Dodgers. I'm going to be loading up on the Dodgers. They're my, like I said, they're my top team. I'm going to be fading. Uh, like I said, I'm only playing one team because I'm going to the Magic game. I'm going to be fading cores outside of maybe like David Dahl for this spot because I absolutely – I just the Dodgers are my team today. They're, they're my favorite stack on the slate. Yeah, man, I'm with you. I, I like them a lot, so we're, we're, we should. Uh, I, then I, I like Houston more than the Dodgers today, but I, I, I do. The, the Dodgers are right up there, man. So I, I'm just. I, I don't have to. You know, I'm just going to co-sign with you. The Dodgers are good. Dodgers aren't cheap. Let, uh, I'll throw that out there right now. They're not cheap by any means. So, it'd be really interesting to see what their ownership is today with their pricing so high um, compared to like everything else. So it'd be really interesting to see on a, on a massive slate. I don't worry about ownership either, but it'd be really interesting to see what their ownership is um, compared to like Houston and the Rocky in the um, Coors game. Um, any interest here in the Brewers? No, not, not today. While I don't want to play Stripling, I do still – I've got a lot more respect for him than I do Chasin. And uh, the K-rate's not there, but I still trust Stripling to get the job done here um, as long as he doesn't get himself in the, into a, a, a big jam early. I, I think he can pitch well. So I, I'm, I'm going to be fading Milwaukee today. 
Yeah, I don't really love the Brew Crew. Um, just or Stripling's been really good against lefties, and I really don't like. I don't mind Lorenzo Kane maybe as a one-off, but it's a spot where I respect the talent for Stripling, and I don't think I will end up pulling the trigger on him. You know, he just pitched against this team and threw eight really clean innings against them, and I, I even though they just saw him, um, I still think this is a good spot to stay away. Mets and Cardinals, Jason Vargas against Adam Wainwright. Any interest here in Vargas? No. Yeah, I don't really have any interest either. You know, anytime you have a lefty going up against St. Louis, they're a very right-handed heavy offense. Uh, you really want to attack righties against this offense, not lefties. So I'm going to pass on Vargas and his 337 or 377, 238 ISO, 37% hard hit rate to righties since the start of last season. Um, any interest in Adam Wayne right here? No, not playing him either. Not right now. I really now. like this slate. I might actually like bite the bullet and like just play some teams and edit them on my at my seat. Um, I'm sure my wife will love that. Um, <laughs> um, any interest? Any interest in the Mets bats here? Well, <clears throat> I think the Mets are just kind of on the outside looking in. Um, I don't really think anybody's sneaky today because outside of maybe Coors and. We're going to see where Houston comes in. I don't expect any team to be heavily owned, so no one's really sneaky. Everybody's sneaky. Uh, as a result, I, I I don't really like the Mets. I mean, I don't like Wainwright. I'd be willing to play the Mets, you know, Cano, Conforto. I mean, they've been playing okay, but I just I don't need them, so I'm, I'm not going to play them. Yeah, Cano really pops on my sheet. Um, like I, I have a lot of uh, batted ball profile stuff that goes into my model, and he's he's a guy that's really popping on my sheet today. He hits uh, cutters and curveballs really well. So if you want to play Robinson Cano in this spot, I'm certainly not going to hate on it because he does profile really well against Adam Wainwright. Um, the other side of this game, you know, the St. Louis side, like I do think some of these guys are interesting um you know goldschmidt against the lefty let's not forget it just because he's in st louis now like he's one of the best hitters in baseball against left-handed pitching man look paul goldschmidt is grading out right now as my number one first base play in my model uh number one uh i mean hitting the ball hard you know last few starts 53 percent hard hit rate exit velocity 95 miles an hour um really liking that um He's he's just a good play, man. Um, you know the distance is up, the exit velocity is up, the hard hit rate is up six percent uh, from last year. So I, I I like him a lot, and um, I, like I said, he's he's the number one first baseman grayed out for me today uh, in my model. He he would be a top tier play for me, an elite one off, kind of like Anthony Rendon. Yeah, like Ozuna's in play. He's been really hot. He gets oh, a lefty yeah. here. Jose Martinez is kind of in play. He's cheap across the industry. He gets a lefty. Like, I think some of these right-handed bats are certainly in play here for St. Louis. Um, you know, it's just kind of narrowing down, like, what you want to do with your roster construction. But um, certainly like the righties here. All right, let's talk course field. We got Philadelphia at Colorado. Vincent Velasquez against Herman Marquez. Um, really, really solid pitching here. Um, any interest in Velasquez? No. You know, listen, I don't mind playing pitchers at Coors. I just don't think I need them. And I know I've made that statement. God, I feel like almost every game. But even at 6,700, I don't think you need Velasquez today. Do, do I still respect Velasquez? I like him. Uh, I think he'll be fine. You know, he's continuing to get stretched out. They had him in the bullpen, and now they've kind of moved him back to the regular rotation for the past three starts, I believe. I hope I, I think I'm right on that. Past three starts. But I, st I still don't need Vince today, so I, I'm not going to play him. Um, Man, the Angels are still going. I, I know I just talked about it, but they're still going. They've scored eight oh, now. Gosh. <laughs> just, oh, man. Um. I'm trying not to get aggravated. The Philly bats here against Herman Marquez. I, I I'm not gonna play anybody here. You know, you can you can make an argument for any of these guys because it's in cores and Bryce Harper against the righty in cores, but Herman Marquez is is really good. He's an ace. Like this guy is an elite pitcher. He really like stepped up his game, you know, towards the end of last season. And 
he's really, really good. Um, so I don't want to stack Philadelphia here at their escalated prices against a really good pitcher. Yeah, man, not not to make you mad. I did not realize that the bottom of this Seattle lineup was raking today. Healy, uh, Navarez. Oh, gosh. All right. Sorry. I love German Marquez today. Uh, I don't mind taking pictures at Coors Field. 8,500. He's a, he's another guy in that 8K range, man. I, I, I've got two different bills kind of going on in my head today um, right now, and I pro- that means I probably just need to attack them both. But, you know, one build is taking your mid-range guys, a guy like Marquez and pairing him with a guy like Toussaint. And then the other is basically paying up at both spots, taking uh, Verlander and Berrios. We'll see which one prevails. But uh, I, I, I like this spot for Marquez. Philly's one of the best teams in, in, in Major League Baseball. But I, I believe in the talent of Marquez. He's kind of shown us over an extended period of time now. This isn't just a – he's not going to be a one-hit wonder. I think he's here to stay. Pitched well at Coors last year. I trust him for 8,500 in this spot. Yeah, I certainly don't mind him as a tournament play. Um, any interest in the Philly bats? No. Like I said, uh, I – realistically, these guys are in an elite spot, okay? And I, I know, you know, I'll take the beer makers fan approach. I'll take beers approach. We don't have to give you the course plays. You already know the hitting environment, so forth and so on. Just know my personal philosophy, I'm going to be fading every bat from course. Yeah, I really don't like um, Philadelphia here. I, I kind of already talked about it. Um, the Colorado side of things, though, Blackman's eventually going to get going. Um I really like David Dahl as well. He's 4,600 on DraftKings, um, came back from the DL yesterday. Those would be the two guys. I know McMahon had two home runs. If you want to play him, um, I don't mind him. But attack the lefties against Vincent Velasquez. He stinks against lefties. It's been his struggle ever since he got called up. Um, so I don't mind any of the lefties here. But, you know, you're going to get escalated ownership on them. And um, we move on, right? Like, you don't really have anything else to add outside the fact that you know, you don't really like to play cores on big slates. There you go. I'm good. Seattle at L.A. taking on the Angels. Marco Gonzalez against the Pesky. We want to score eight runs and nine runs in one inning. Um, Felix Pena, um, any interest here in Marco Gonzalez? Man, see, no. I mean, Marco's a guy I played a lot last year. And, man, he, he it actually worked out most of the time, but – I'm not going to play Marco today. I mean, he's 8K. You know, there are just so many other guys in the 8K range that I think I'd rather play over him, like a Rodone, uh, you know, like a uh, – I play Erod over him at that price. I definitely play Toussaint. Um, so, you know, uh, Jordan Lyles I would play. There's just too many guys. Marquez. So, I'm just – I'm not playing him today. Yeah, that range is really loaded, in my opinion. You know, I, I would rather play, like, Caleb Smith, Lyles, um, Anibal Sanchez, any of those guys, Verdone. Like, it, it's just that, that range is really loaded. Marco Gonzalez likely has a really good start here, for what it's worth. Um, I, I just think his upside is a little limited. I, I think that he goes out, pitches a really solid game. I just worry about the upside aspect of that game, um, strikeout-wise, because the Angels, even though they don't hit left-handed pitching really well, they don't strike out. They just they're they're pesky. And if Babbitt goes on your way, then Marco Gonzalez pitches like the first time he faced him. He he went you know twenty four fantasy points, eight and a third. He was cruising in that game. Um, so if he gets the ground balls that are easy outs, then he has a good game. Yeah. Um, Felix Pena, any interest here in Pena? No, sir. I'm not playing Felix Pena against Seattle. <laughs> Cross him off right now. Yeah, you know, Seattle certainly an offense that I like here. Um, I will say one thing that is a little interesting here when we're looking at Felix Pena against this team. It's a massive sinker baller, and the numbers are really not that great for the Seattle Bats against sinkers. Um, so that is one thing that kind of throw caution to the wind at here a little bit, but I'm not playing Pena. But it might actually like limit my Seattle exposure if I was playing a bunch of teams on the slate. I still would stack them, but I would limit my exposure a little bit just kind of looking at some of these um, sinker numbers. 
Hey, man, I, I, I got gotcha. you. Like, I'm not really on Seattle today. I just know I'm not playing Felix Pena against them. Um, you know, I, I, I've got, you know, my collection of four or five teams that I'm really high on. They're on the outside looking in, but but I still think they smash here. Vogelbach, uh, he's going to homer. Just get ready. It's coming. Yes. Um, I have zero interest in the Angels outside of Mike Trout. Mike Trout against the lefty, always in play. Um, it's just a really tough ask here for to play the Angels against uh, Marco Gonzalez. He is a really good real-life pitcher, even though he doesn't like have the tremendous fantasy upside. Yeah, man. I, I caught a cool story about him. I think it was on ESPN. I was watching a game one night just talking about the fact how um, his dad would make him throw and make him throw and look like just the different things that him and his dad would do to work out and got him ready. So I, I like Gonzalez, man. It was a real cool story in agreement with you hundred percent. Good real life pitcher. The only guy you probably should play is Mike Trout. He can hit on anybody. Um, Toronto at Oakland, Marcus Stroman against Aaron Brooks. Any interest here in Stroman? Nope. No Stroman today. Uh, Aaron Brooks, a, a guy that has pitched decent this season, but he just doesn't have any strikeout stuff. Like we want some strikeout upside against Toronto. He does have a slider, but it, it's just not a spot that I'm going to play Aaron Brooks. And I, I could get trust in the process on the whole slider thing, but like even though his his numbers on the slider isn't even that great, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on Aaron Brooks today. Yeah, no need to play Brooks. I mean. Uh, Toronto looks like they're starting to heat up at the plate a little bit. Uh, you know, and Brooks, I, I, I'm starting to see some things on him that, that I don't like. So, you know, while I'm not going to play Toronto today, you know, his Brooks' next start out, if it's a team that, that I think I want to attack, I think I'm definitely going to play, play them against Brooks. I, I think a beatdown is coming for this young man uh, sooner than later. And I just have to hope. That it's not tomorrow. I don't, I don't think. Well, today I don't think it's going to be today. Uh, but um, but yeah, I, I think the beatdown is coming real soon. Yeah, I don't really want to pitch the contact guy against Toronto. Like they they still have some bats in that lineup, like Smoke and Grichik and Tells. Like those are the guys that I'd play too if I was playing anybody from Toronto. Those those would be the guys. Yeah, because I mean the fly ball rate is just it, it's up there right now. Um, distance is up there right now. There's just some things I'm seeing right now where I, I think I think it's coming. I, I just have to hope it's not this start and I can catch it on the next go around. <laughs> um, you know, we look at the Oakland side of things here. Like one thing instantly stands out to me when we look at Marcus Stroman, and he's a massive ground ball guy. Ooh. Like anytime you're looking at like Stroman, he's just a really really high ground ball guy. Um, is there anybody that you really trust here going up against him? Well, I mean, look, man, the, the rule of thumb is, you know, we should probably play Chris Davis, um, you know, because he's probably going to hit one out just based on the logistics of how ground ball versus fly ball hitter works. But, I mean, Stroman's probably going to give up some runs, but I, I don't think it's going to be enough for Seattle, I mean, for uh, Oakland to do damage. So I, I can't play the Oakland bats, man. I mean, Stroman's a proven commodity. This This is who he is. Extreme ground ball guy. Speaking of that, you know, th there's some trade talks around him. I think he might get moved before February. Uh, a lot of teams, you know, looking at him, and I think Aaron Sanchez, they said. So we might get him in a, in a new uniform, new, new environments. That's something to keep our eyes on. I think he's going to continue to try to pitch well if he wants to get out of Toronto. Yeah, like – there is a really strong argument for Chris Davis in this spot for what it's worth. You know, you okay. kind of – you touched on it, the – Fly ball versus ground ball guy, you know, this is a spot where Chris Davis is an ultimate um, tournament one-off. Um, so I, I certainly like him in this spot. Um, and, you know, I don't ever play, hate playing Chris Davis as a one-off. Like, I don't have to stack Oakland every time I play Chris Davis. Yeah, he just got a new contract, too. Contract, I think it's two years, $33 million, I think is, is what it is, or, or somewhere around there. So maybe, maybe we get the new contract, Dong. You never know. One of the most important parts – we do for our health every day is brushing our teeth. Yeah, most of us don't do it properly. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. The sensitive sonic vibrations, gentle enough on your sensitive gums, people brush too hard, and some electric toothbrushes are just way too abrasive. 
Up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly. That's why they have a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides, helping you guide a full and even clean. Brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. Three out of four of us use bristles that are old, worn out, and ineffective. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association and has thousands of verified five-star reviews. I love my Quip toothbrush because of that pulse timer. I think it's very important. Um, I never really paid attention to how long I brushed my teeth. Um, I always, hey, I think they're done. So the two-minute timer and the 30-second pulse is one of the reasons that I love Quip. It's very easy to travel with as well. So, And that's what, one of the reasons why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25, and you can go to getquip.com slash rotogrinders. Right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at get. Quip.com slash rotogrinders. Last game on the slate, Will. We got Cincinnati at San Diego. Anthony Descalfani against Matthew Strom. Um, any interest here in Descalfani? No, sir. Uh, I, man, no. I, I can't play him. The numbers are up there. Recent recent trends on him, man. Hard hit rate is up. Fly ball rate is up. Exit velocity is up. Distance is up. Uh, if this game wasn't in San Diego, my goodness, I'd be all over the Padres. Um, and he still might catch a beat down here, so I, I can't play Descafani. Can't. Yeah, do I don't really have a lot of interest in him as well. Um, and I don't really have any interest in Matthew Strum. Yeah, Strum's been awful to begin the season for a guy that I think everybody thought was going to maybe have some somewhat of a breakout year. I, I think everybody thought he was kind of going to be, or a lot of people maybe, thought he was going to be a breakout candidate. And that doesn't mean he can't turn it around. But as of right now, Strom has been – he's another one, Stevie. Hard hit in the recent trends, up to 63% of last few starts. Uh, you know, 93%, 93 miles per hour in exit velocity. Just, I mean, just, man – getting rocked here and i think both of these guys are in for a bad day even even in san diego so i can't play either one of these pitchers and, and in case anybody's wondering you know because I, I know a lot of times you guys hear me talk about looking at recent trends just get roto gratis premium get played iq and check out the premium reports and go to recent trends that's where i'm getting all this data from that, that's what i look at every day to try to determine you know who, who may be falling off and just something that we're not looking at. So just a little FYI for anybody that's interested in how I'm getting these numbers here. Yeah, between Plate IQ and Fangraphs, um, I, I do a lot of my research on those two tools, so couldn't agree more. Um, Cincinnati Bats, I think Suarez, maybe Puig are interesting. If Kurt Casale bats leadoff, by the way, it's really rare that we have a catcher on the road batting leadoff. Um, so I certainly don't mind him if he gets the bat that in that leadoff spot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we, we got him against Kershaw a couple weeks ago for like 2K on FanDuel. Um, I, I didn't I play him. him. I, didn't, I didn't play I didn't. him that day, but, yeah, I think he was 2K. That Man, that was a glorious day. <laughs> yeah, I played him. I, I was like, I don't care who he's facing. He's a he's a catcher that's min salary um, <laughs> batting leadoff. Yeah. Um, that was an easy decision for me. Like, hey, hey, Kershaw. And he hit one off the top of the fence in his last at bat. I almost got that, like, reliever pitcher dong. Um, yeah. It would have been glorious. Um, San Diego here. So the thing that's interesting when we look at Descafani, he's really good against righties um, or has been since the start of last season. His numbers against lefties this year – have been terrible. Um, they don't have a left-handed bat that I really want to attack him with. Um, I know you even talked about it. Like his numbers to start the season have not been great. He struggled against both righties and lefties. I do think those numbers against righties will decrease a little bit. He'll start to get that slider working a little bit better, and you know his numbers will start coming down. You know, anytime you have a guy with a good slider, um, a, a, you know, right-handed pitcher with a good slider. Um, against righties, it's going to decrease. Like last year, we had a four, or 240 Woba with a 139 ISO and a 38% whiff rate on his slider against righties. This season, he has a 563 Woba 
with a 167 ISO and a 20% whiff rate. So those numbers are going to come back to life or, or come back to kind of what the expected total should be on that pitch. So I don't want to play Descalfani here. But again, I don't really love any of the Padres' bats, just knowing you know that it could be this start that that pitch really gets working again. Yeah, I got you, man. Like I said, any other spot, I'd be all over attacking Desclafani or Strom. But out, out, out there in San Diego at Petco, um, I just, I, I just don't want to. I don't want to use these teams. I, I, I want to, but I just don't think it's the right time to do it. So I actually like Descalfani more than I originally said. Like I, he's seven K. If we're looking for a cheaper guy, I don't hate it. I, I really don't like. You know, obviously there's risk to it. This lineup is a lot better, but just kind of looking at some of these numbers against sliders, uh, man, he could go out and really have a good game here. So I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would end up playing him. I want to play more. Will I don't want to go to the Magic game. <laughs> Oh, man. So, anyway. Like, Descafani would be an interesting pivot off of Tucson if that game gets weather and we don't want to play Tucson and we need a 7K pitcher. I think he's my favorite play under 7K. 7K and under, for what it's worth. I got you. I, like, hey, man. I don't hate it. I'm going to play more than one team now. Oh, man. I'm going to get the evil eye sitting in the seats. What are you doing? I'm making basketball teams. We're at a magic game. Um, <laughs> all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here for the weekend. Uh, give me your favorite play pitcher under 8K to get six strikeouts here. Man, as of right now, man, I, I got to take Tucson. He, he's the guy, not just because he's a, he's a brave, but uh, I, I just I, I like him a lot, man. I think he's got the stuff. I think it's a good matchup for him. I'm taking Tucson. Yeah, like I like him a lot. You know, we we talked about him, and I, I do like him. Um, I'm actually gonna take Desclafani. <laughs> I know I probably shouldn't, but it is what it is. And I know that I'm gonna have Tucson in my lineup, and I know that he's gonna be my pivot if Tucson like has weather issues. So. Just going to go ahead and get my love for him out there now. Um, favorite pitcher over 8K, not to score 15 points. Over 8K? Yep. Uh, that's a tough one today, man. These these guys are in pretty good spots, all of them. Um, man, gosh, you know what? This is rough, man. I think I'm going to have to take Corey Kluber. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to take Kluber because the rest of these lineups, the rest of these guys really should get there. Uh, maybe, maybe outside of Caleb Smith. You can have Kluber. I'll, I'll take Caleb Smith. All right. Yeah, I was definitely going to take Kluber. Caleb Smith's in my placeholder lineup. <laughs> yeah, Just <I> saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably negative fantasy points at this point. No. Um, over 4K, who's your guy to hit a home run that's not in course field over 4K? Oh, man, Anthony Rendon. Talked about that earlier. Love him today. I, I think he's the just the ultimate one-off. Uh, I, I like him a lot. Hasn't really you know hit a home run recently. I, I like him. I, I think he's going to smash. I am going – okay, so the easy answer here is Bellinger, but I don't want to take one of the highest-priced hitters on the slate. I love Bellinger here. But I am going to take Max Muncie. Um, just watching him hit the ball at the plate tonight, I you know got to watch some of that game, and he looked good at the plate. So I'm going to take Max Muncie as my home run today. Um, under 4K to get two hits, still staying outside of core is who you like. Uh, Yonder Alonso, 3,800. Alonso weather's good. I mean, man, him, and I like Abreu too, but I'm going to side with Alonzo right now. I think these guys smashed today. All right. I like the Alonzo call. I'm going to say Robinson Cano. Like I said, he profiles really well against Adam Wainwright. He's 3,600. Like, I, I really like playing with Cano at second base at this price, and um, he's a guy that I really do think could get two hits in this spot. Like I said, profiles really, really well. Um Last but not least, give me your stack that scores at least six runs, and it can't be in course. Uh, give me Houston. 
All right. I already said the Dodgers are my favorite stack. I think I made that very, very clear that I really like the Dodgers stack today. So I don't want to take them. Um, I think you guys know. I'm going to take St. Louis. Um, the more I look at it, the more I really do like the spot for the Cardinals. Uh, oh. The righties are certainly guys that you know could get the, the damage done here. So I think they score six or more runs in this spot. So, uh, Will, weekend time, my friend. Time to enjoy Easter weekend. I hope everyone has an awesome Easter. Um, you know, spend some time with some family. And, um, you know, remember the important things of life. Um, it's not always about baseball and all that good stuff. Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nothing, man. I think my new catchphrase is going to be grinding. I love that. I, I don't know why no, I've heard that before. No, we 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 um snacks snacks. You gotta you gotta stay with me on the bone, buddy. Um, <laughs> on that note, we're gonna get out of here. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Happy Easter, and we'll see you guys Monday. Good luck in your contest, and uh, like I said, we'll see you then.